0: Welcome folks to another sidetrack of Derailed Trains of Thoughts. My name is Timothy Deal. My name is Nick Hayden. And these are, of course, these little side things. Sometimes they're bits and pieces that didn't fit into an episode or other times it's we're doing something else completely different. And today, I've been wanting to do this with Nick for a while. I think we hinted at it in the last episode. We are coming up on the 20th anniversary of The Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring, the movie version, film adaptation. It came out. Not back. that
1: rotoscope version.
0: No, not, no, 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 not, not the weird half animated <laughs> one. The, uh, the one with Elijah Wood and uh, Sean Astin and all those guys. But yeah, it came out in 2001 when I was a senior in high school. Which makes me feel kind of old. <laughs> yep. we, yeah, we were in college. That was yeah. You were in what your junior year of college? I honestly don't remember. Okay, well, I'm just doing math. That's what I was guessing. But yeah, so listeners of our podcast know that we have a uh, deep appreciation of Tolkien. He's uh, been a big influence for us, wouldn't you say? Yes, I would. I would agree with that. So, how how did you feel about this movie when it came out, Nick? <laughs> My wife's laughing because
1: ah, uh, it was there.
0: Um, like everyone was
1: ranting about it. I watched it once. It was, I complained about things that weren't like the book and then I've largely forgot about it. Uh huh.
0: So So, yeah,
1: I was one of those, like everyone, like everyone else loved it and I, I, it was, it was good. It was well done, but
0: I read the book. Sure. And so you haven't actually seen this since then, right? I don't think
1: so. I think I've saw saw each of the movies once. Wow.
0: So that's, that's very interesting because like, so I had read the books or at least I should say I read the Fellowship of the Ring the summer before the movie came out. Mm hmm. I had read the Hobbit the year beforehand and I'll I was see like the movie of that one. And I liked the Hobbit. Okay. But I wasn't like oh, the Hobbit's hooked great. by it. Well, I mean, yeah, <laughs> but it was in a different, different time. Yeah. But the Lord of the Rings, I fell deep into that. Originally I was like, oh, okay, I'll just read one of these each summer before the movie comes out. It'll yeah. be cool. Then I finished the fellowship of the ring. I was like, I, I can't wait for, it. I got to keep going. This is amazing. <laughs> So I did continue reading, but it was went to the school year. I didn't have – so I didn't – I was still in the middle of Return of the King. I hadn't actually finished – like maybe I was halfway through it um, when I saw this movie, which kind of gives it – well, I'm getting ahead of ourselves a little bit. But I remember it gave the ending kind of this poignancy because like, yeah, Frodo and Sam's journey isn't over yet and neither is mine in the book where I'm reading. But anyway, so I didn't have quite as long of a history with the book when the movie came out as you did.
1: No, I think I had probably read it twice before the movie came out. I'm trying to think I've I mean, I've read I've read Lord of the Rings or listened to it or some version probably 3 or 4 times or life taught's time. Maybe mm-hmm. I think that's probably
0: right. For me, I fell deep into like this was finding a second Star Wars with, mm-hmm. with these movies. Like I I was immediately fascinated with the behind the scenes stuff and as the extended editions came out, I didn't, never bought the theatrical versions. I got the extended ones. And we'll talk about this a little bit more as after we're going to. So I guess we kind of launched into this and forgot to tell (laughs) you listeners what we're doing. We are about to watch the Lord of the Rings, the Fellowship of the Ring together, which will be fun because you and I have never watched this together before. And then after we watch the movie, we're going to share our thoughts kind of like we would on the weekly hijack. Now, we will be watching the extended edition, which is important because for a lot of people, the extended edition is the definitive way you watch the Lord of the Rings. Especially The Fellowship of the Ring, in my opinion, because extended version really helped this movie a lot. Like, the additional, like, half hour they added to this helped it feel less like, okay, let's hurry from location A to location B to location C. It felt like it had more room to breathe in each of those locations. So, yeah, it was the three years these movies came out, and then in the theaters, and then collecting the extended editions afterwards, that was... It was kind of a magical time, especially since that was a period where I was seriously looking into going into filmmaking, Mm -hmm. or at least I was thinking along those lines. And so all the bonus features on the DVDs were really fun to explore. But well, let's move on to the meat to of the media discussion. Although we would do want to make notes, one other thing. Um, we're in Nick's living room. Hello. And um, live from Nick's living room. This is not Daryl Trinathon. A sidetrack. But there are a lot of other people here that aren't here, all these little smaller life forms. Dude, th- hobbits over here. Who, 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 who might these be, Nick?
1: Well, these are Proudfoots and no. Okay, so I have my, <laughs> my children here and my wife, obviously. But Theodore, who just had a birthday and is 12. Happy birthday, Theodore and uh serenity who's 10 and mercy who will not be watching the whole movie with us but who is five she's going to be six <laughs> in a month okay a month. yo hi kids <laughs> and as as per my children as i demand from them they are uh not talkative in the, in the company of people <laughs> they don't know
0: as well as you demand and them? i demand them i i no. doubt that very much um <laughs> now Theo, you you read all the lord of the rings books didn't you most
1: of them. He read. I think we read the whole first book, yeah. and then we've read as a family all except the second half of Return of the King. We're actually on Mount Doom right now. Oh, nice. Um, and it's been a long delay. Sure, life gets busy. But yeah, we have we
0: have read. They have all been exposed to the first two and a half books. Okay. So, uh, have you seen pictures from from the movies? Do you know kind of what to expect here? Not really. Not really. Okay. Well, you're in for uh, a journey, I would say. I'd say an unexpected journey, but we've been talking about doing this for a while. So that's a Hobbit reference. <laughs> They're in Batkin. Okay. Anything else we need to mention before we get started here? Not that I can
1: think of. I know Natasha has seen these far more often than I have. She actually recently, well, recently, as in like last year, rewatched all the extended. didn't you? I think so. so. she'll have a different perspective
0: than I will.
2: watched the Extended editions, the director's head. hmm watched them. I
0: rewatched them last year. Cool. It's funny. I uh, I went through a period of time where I did watch these a lot, and then at some point, it's like, okay, I feel like I've seen this a bit much, and it starts getting repetitive, and like at the same time, I also didn't want it to replace the Tolkien version in my mind. So I kind of paused it for a while. So I think the last time I probably saw this was, I don't know, maybe five years ago. It's been a little while myself, but I do have a lot more experience with these, so... Uh, We will see how that goes So this should be fun (laughs) So stay tuned We're now going to pause And we will get back to you After we've watched at least some of it I'm not sure if we'll We may come back in the middle of something So that the kids If the kids need to get to bed Yeah. But here we go Okay, we are back. Hello. We're back three and a half hours later. Yes. Or so. Just FYI, the kids liked it, but they were ready to go to bed. They, they were
1: kind of like, well, not only was it late for them, but I think it's going to take a while to process everything. Sure. Probably. So yeah, they're, they're, they're like,
0: yes, we liked it. Can't think anymore. <laughs> Way well, yeah, up past so, their bedtime and yeah. like the probably the microphones are a little intimidating. But. Yeah. Well, and then Mercy was up
1: for... Not half of it, but what an hour and so it. she was really into it. She, she was. Like, yeah. She only like didn't seem too alarmed. She, she she was a little upset that your Natasha made her go to bed. Yeah, she she really doesn't get phased much. I mean we have not let her watch a lot of things, but the little thing they're like and she just like whatever. <laughs> so Well, every
0: kid's different. Exactly. It is. It's very true. Well, this was for me, it was a lot of fun, man. It's been it's been a while. How how, how did you feel about this in your your second time I'm ever second. seeing and, Fellowship and I, of the Ring? I was
1: trying to think through it and watching it.
0: I say I've only seen it once.
1: For my memory, that's true. But you know, so much of it, uh, imagery is so iconic that I wonder: Do I remember it that well from twenty years ago, or did I see parts of it? I mean, obviously, someone's been on like memes and things since the beginning time. <laughs> yes, um, one does not but, simply walk into Mordor. Yeah, but I wonder if I had seen another time, and I just don't remember. Which, anyways, or, doesn't need to here or there, but I've not seen it for a very long time. Or maybe you saw bits and pieces of it while Natasha yeah, was watching
0: yeah. it or something. And it,
1: I mean, and, and you know, if nothing else. Someone talking about it. is super iconic. I mean, it does it really very is. very good. It, um, at what it, it visually, it's not only is it very impactful. I don't know what that's the right word I'm mm-hmm. looking for, but it's pretty darn true to my my memories of the book yeah generally sure it, i think it holds up really well at 20 years old oh yeah it doesn't feel 20 years old i mean there's yeah. a couple slow more more pieces that feel a little older they wouldn't do it now but it doesn't feel
0: yeah old just every now and then well i mean even i think even a lot earlier i remember thinking okay a lot of the cg looks good this part is like oh, okay that kind of looks like a cg legolas kind of whole, oh yeah uh, yeah i know everyone's well control but everyone's while, but for the most part yeah no it's it's aged extremely well looking back it really is an astonishing that this movie turned out as well as it did yes i mean like there are things you that even i will nitpick about but like the fact that i mean i think about like how this movie was made in like late 90s and there wasn't anything like this out there no and i think like i remember even i don't know when i
1: decided but i always i always liked this one of the three movies best I think partly the Fellowship of the Ring book is the easiest to translate to screen for one. Mm. I mean, I think the other two get I mean, Two Towers is messy and a lot of talking.
0: Yeah, it, and it, it you mean the original the book. book. Yeah. Yeah, the book. Yeah. And, and
1: the Return of the King is a very odd structure. <laughs> for I mean, it works for a book, but like you're trying to translate it to a movie, it becomes like
0: Yeah. Odd. I, I, yeah, it's true. And they miss Sam up. But um Oh, in the Return of the King? Yeah, well, I think I know what you mean. The yeah, it for a little bit, but. Yeah,
1: it's just like just give him his awesomeness because he should be awesome at all times. <laughs> Sam is the entire awesomeness of Lord of the Rings. But anyways, <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, quite frankly, like old college grumpy me, you know, would nitpicky all kind
0: of stuff. And at this point, I don't, I don't care to because we've we've lived with adaptations from yeah. Hollywood for a lot longer, and we, I think in some ways. Audiences have come to understand the differences between the mediums. About there are certain things that, like how you you can explain things in certain yeah. times, and so scenes may play out slightly differently. I mean, I know the Tolkien estate isn't hugely fond of these movies because I think they made them all blockbustery up and well,
1: and I, and honestly. If I was going to complain, the later ones do more of the blockbustery, crazy fights, you know, surfing Legolas, you know, sort of things, <laughs> uh-huh. which I can understand a Christopher Tolkien spent his whole life dealing with the words of Tolkien mm-hmm. not liking. Yeah. And, I, and I, I lean that way too. I don't I, – I tell Natasha before we watch it that, you know, I think it's the Hollywoodization of Tolkien that annoyed me most when I first watch it. Now. Having said that, I think fellowship of ring does the least amount of that. Hmm. Because it well, it like cuts it's, a lot of stuff out, but it doesn't really add anything. Well, like you really. said,
0: it is the most straightforward – probably the easiest of the books to adapt in some ways because yeah. it doesn't have simultaneous – these things happening in different places I mean, and, like, it's a straight – the book is a straightforward beginning to end. And it's, it's
1: – yeah, it's structured and the characters are strong and they don't – you know, they did a pretty good job not trying to give, like – so I'm watching real time. First thing, they try to give all this, like, angsty backstory to all your main characters. Like, why are you doing – and they don't do that. mm Uh, You know, except possibly if, you know, read more into it. Aragorn than you get in the book, but it's all kind of there. You know, if you...
0: Yeah, they, they do play up the reluctant king aspect way more than is in the book, or if, it, if it's even in I know, the book. It's the, because I know he, he's reluctant in the sense that he doesn't want to
1: take it before it's his time, yeah. but I don't ever get the sense that he doesn't feel he's worthy. I mean, yeah. he basically walks around knowing he's worthy of it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I, yeah, I don't think... And I remember that being one a nitpick that I had. Like, no, you, I don't think Aragorn ever doubted that he would become the king and doing all the stuff like he does in this one.
1: Well, because they want to give a little bit of that because what I like is like with the hobbits they don't give a lot they don't necessarily highlight too much the like try to give them some deep
0: character (laughs) progression or anything they're just because Tolkien doesn't care
1: about I mean Tolkien doesn't have character progression in a modern sense
0: that's an interesting point yeah it's not progression in the modern sense I mean there's a lot of substance there and growth I mean there's
1: growth and and change but it's not in that sort of therapeutic sense that we have in the modern era where you Mm, start you know lost is Is what is built of bread and butter. Work through your issues. issues. And there's no issues in Tolkien. Yeah, not not in the
0: modern sense. And I think that's another reason why. It's such a remarkable movie that even though it has some of those modern trappings and you give a large role to Arwen. Yeah, but but, but in this book not and this one not as much. But yeah. But the thing is, it's very earnest. Yeah, it is. It like, is. Like this is an era like when Shrek had just come out, yes. which had completely skewered the Disney fairy tale, and we're having movies like Austin Powers yeah. and super crass and all this yeah. kind of stuff. And this this movie comes out in the middle of all that and in a lot of ways I think like revitalizes fantasy.
1: Well and in like
0: in on pop culture. It's substan I mean it's it's substantially epic now
1: in the sense of like trying to be in like some superhero movies, like you know, like we complain about in a Shang-Chi, like let's make it as epic CG as possible. It's not epic in that sense, it's epic in like there's
0: stakes and there's mm-hmm. there's a world and and it never tries to like downplay its own mythology yeah. or, or or try to put on an ironic air to it. It's like, no, this is all yeah. high stakes stuff and these these hobbits, they're they're silly, but they're also very lovable and there's very and they're, earnest. and, and well I was thinking about that. The humor is
1: real human. Like, you know, some people complain about the Marvel universe having that always sort of like that self-depreciating. So, yeah. yeah. And there's none of that here. You know, this is like you said, very, very honest, very Everyone's fully – and which, honestly, you got to do to make this work. You got to be yeah. fully – you got to be all in it. Mm-hmm. And I think all the characters sell that. I think – and all the characters are basically who they should be yeah. in this. You know, Bar- Boromir is perfect Boromir. And, mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and no, um, no character feels – off. I remember Elrond I kind of feeling like this feels a little too uh, Mr. Anderson. <laughs> Uh, it
1: doesn't feel quite as much as being so much distance from Matrix, luckily.
0: Now. Yeah, not quite. It doesn't have quite the same effect. But he still comes across as a sterner Elrond than I remember from yeah. the book.
1: He, there's parts of Elrond and even Rivendell that we don't get, which we shouldn't because there's it's long enough as it is. You know, just <laughs> yeah. the songs and the meals and the, mm-hmm. you know,
0: that it, sort of stuff. It is interesting for me, too, also watching the extended versions because I'm always – for as long as I've lived with, and I haven't watched the theatrical one in ages, but I'm still always aware of when certain scenes have been extended or th- things added. But yeah, like what what were they? I mean, I have not seen it for ages and ages. I wouldn't even know. Well, the one, I'm, one part I'd be very tempted to check out again sometime is the beginning was substantially different. Like I remember the first time you see older Bilbo in the Shire, is not until Gandalf knocks at his door. Oh, okay. That whole bit of him writing is I isn't did feel there.
1: like it was, okay, I, I had a vague sense there was something there, but I didn't know. You know, I have to give super credit to, because most movies, if they're going to condense anything, condense the beginning of a book. So get them on mm-hmm. the road. Right. And they spend time, again, on one hand, it's smart to be, he's got, there's a lot of information to download. Yeah. Uh, but... They spend substantial time with, you know, the Leventy birthday and all that mm-hmm. Sackville bag and stuff, which I guess some of that was probably cut some of the Sackville Baggins
0: or not? Uh, the Sackville Baggins, yeah. I'm not sure that was in there or the, even the scene with, like, Bilbo pulling Frodo aside and kind yeah. of saying goodbye. I don't think that was in the th- theatrical version. Okay. And also just any time they really – Put a lot of emphasis on like the song or something that's an extended version yeah. thing, like Aragorn singing about Baron and Luthian, which is awesome. Yeah, um, they, they did They did almost the, the lament for Gandalf I think they
1: did name drop, like you mentioned, almost every chapter title which we actually get in this. I mean, I was I mean, <laughs> if, if they skipped the chapter, we didn't get the chapter title uh-huh. drop, but a shortcut to mushrooms, mushrooms, I, uh, I remember middle of the dark.
0: I like that. That's a oh, yeah, that's a allusion back to Hobbit uh-huh. and Golem. Yep. It's fun, all the little Easter eggs. And it is impressive with the – as dense of the mythology that Middle-Earth has that they're able to name drop, much like Tolkien would himself, just name drop certain things that like reference to the bigger background of Middle-Earth. And those of you who know the Silmarillion know what they're talking about. It's like a Balrog of Morgoth. Oh, I know about Uh, Morgoth. Morgoth. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that
1: guy. And I have to say it's pretty impressive. And I guess – didn't they film all at once back in the day? Yeah. That – more than you know, people complain and say it's the Star Wars sequels. <laughs> that there's a very obvious arc that gets started here. Like all yeah. the all the pieces about you know some of the movement they have with giving more Saruman or mm-hmm. the
0: Yorkai or some of the you know. Details about the they mentioned the plans here, which I think even Tolkien doesn't actually talk about the plans here until Two Towers, mid Two Towers, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. or or maybe return the, whenever whenever Pippin finds
1: because, it. Because I mean, because Lord of the Rings is set up very much from the Hobbit's point of view. You don't, yeah. get, you don't know more. And again, it's probably smart as a movie to give the wider world. I think I'm sure I probably college me was like oh, I wish I just started like
0: that. <laughs> um, but it's I think it's a smart move to make a movie version of it. And I mean, it's very clever too, like. We get little tastes of Gondor politics, even though we won't actually go to Gondor until yep. the third movie. Mm-hmm. And then, they're, whenever they can tease little things like that, it's like, this will have an effect, maybe not in this movie, but down the or road. like, you
1: know, they're pulling down the trees, we'll tear them all up. Obviously, that's, yeah g- becomes a big deal with the ends. Mm hmm. Yep. Again, all of which we get told in Tolkien. But Tolkien's very much in his style. And he, again, it's not written for a movie, it's written for kind of the, you know, Beowulf Odyssey style where
0: you. Discover things. You, as you well, go. not only that,
1: but you, everything, almost everything's situated as a, you know, some guy comes in, tells you a tale, uh, and then you get uh, caught up. I mean, it's very old Englishy sort of style, like that. You know, when we read, um, what's the Green Man?
0: Um, Oh, uh, the Green Knight, Sir Gawain. Yeah,
1: you know, a lot of that's set up as like, you get there, tell yeah. a story. You get there, you tell a story, you know, yeah, this sort true. of. That was a whole different style, A style which, you know, you can't, well, it could, but it'd be artsy to translate into a movie.
0: Right. This this is a good blending this of good the blending. old yeah. and
1: modern styles of storytelling. You know, I think probably, I was just trying to analyze it as I'm, re- as I'm watching it, you know, why it didn't have a emotional connection with me watching it. Again, I was especially like, ah, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> um, but I think partly it's more just my personality style in the sense that, I think my brain my brain does not work particularly visually.
2: Oh, that's
0: And actually, you know, what? so it
1: works very linguistically and idea-wise. Mm-hmm. So like I read Tolkien and then I I care almost more about how it sounds than about translating into plot. Uh-huh. See, this is Tolkien plot done very well, but college me would have been like, but you miss all the beauty of the the delivery of it. Because sure. it's a different delivery and I'm not a visual delivery person generally. Um and I think that might be part of the how I'm set up versus other people.
0: That's an interesting point. I mean, I kind of feel like I'm in the middle because I mean, I've always had a problem with like settling on, on one f- art forum, but like, I well, could... you're very, you're very visual. I mean, you're, you do the whole video editing thing. Like, yeah. you
1: know, you've had me try to come up with ideas for like logos and stuff. Like my mind doesn't work <laughs>
0: <laughs> properly. <laughs> It's interesting the different things you'll you'll look at. For some reason, this time I was more aware of when the camera was moving. Sometimes, like, oh, that's interesting because that's something I never used to think about, and it's still not necessarily the first thing I do. But it's fun. I've seen this so many times. Like, I was like, oh man, I could, I know exactly what they're gonna say next. So it's just because, yeah, this this movie just hit was so important for a period of time, and it it still is honestly. Like, it it definitely is a big part of who I am.
1: When it, it, I mean, this movie should show up in lists of important movies. Like, I still, I'm assuming it should still be
0: part of AFI's. Uh, well, they, you know, they don't really update their things much. But I think it, I think it showed up in their in the top 100 lists the second time they did it. Okay, because they did like a top 100 like all time. Did they twice. do the whole series or just one of the movies when they did that?
1: Uh, I mean, that's a I hard thing know. with these movies. Yeah, like, but- I don't watch. And I don't watch, like, long movies very often. But this, I have to say, is, for being three and a half hours, uh-huh. pays very nicely. Mm-hmm. There's only about two things I'm like, ah, you could have
0: cut that down some. But Is one of them the Arwen chase scene? The, no, the actually, no. <laughs> I mean... That's that's the one part I always kind of tune out because it, it's kind of boring to me. It's like just horses. And, yeah. Uh, I mean, it is, it is legitimately, not that she did in the
1: book, but I mean, there's a whole... It's not well. See, that seemed pretty short to me. But I remember the last yeah. Lord of the Rings I ever watched was the Rose Scoped one, and the, <laughs> the 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 chase towards the Ford lasts literally forever. <laughs> it is the longest, painfulest scene ever. So when, this was like pretty quick. When did you see that last? Oh, it's been years now. Oh, but okay. did you remember watching it, Natasha? The yeah, it was it was painful. Yeah. Um. No. I feel like the in casa Doom, there's so much going on. you got Balrogs and everything. Mm-hmm. Why spend five minutes jumping the staircase? <laughs> I mean, I, I don't think, at least for me, it adds any tension. You already have a Balrog. You already have, I mean, yeah. do it I, in like two minutes. Don't do like,
0: I don't know. Five. I, I can see that. I don't know. It works for me for some reason. I don't, I'm not sure why that works, whereas like other things that they add in Two Towers don't as much. I don't know. Maybe it's just because it worked for me the first time, but it's... It's storyboarded very well, I think.
1: Well, it, it's, it's just, yeah, I don't know. I think it's just one of those things like, yeah. got a, we got a battle roll coming after you. Like, I don't know. It seems like an added, It just an, added to set time, and, uh, an odd set piece in a, in a whole <laughs> movie that's just been moving like clockwork since the uh-huh. beginning. Yeah. Um, and then, well, that's my main one.
0: Um, Another – sorry, jumping yeah, all more. over the place. Yeah. But I thought of another extended feature thing. I think in the original theatrical version, the only gift of gladiator's we see is the um, light of Erindil. Which is
1: – I mean, which is the most – important. you have to have that one. The most important.
0: But it's very nice to see all the other gifts. There's a lot of yeah. good character moments. And, and again, the stuff they added to Lothor – and I remember – Lothorian felt like a weird pit stop in the middle, in the theatrical version. This one felt like, yes, no, this is a location we're going to delve yeah. into and spend some time in. I was reminded at some point, I think some YouTube commenters pointed out that Fionore once asked Galadriel for a strand of hair, and she turned him down. Oh, be- really? Yeah, because she knew he was bad news. <laughs> the wow, fact that this- that's,
1: that's deep diving right there. And
0: then the fact that she gave Gimli three, <laughs> it's like... <laughs> Somewhere in Baradur, or wherever evil elves go, <laughs> he's shaking his fist like, ah, yeah. <laughs>
1: Natasha, you're here. Did you want to add anything to your rewatching? I mean, you've seen more recently than either of us. You had to come closer, though, if you want to say anything.
2: I guess when I watch movies with my kids, I'm much more conscious of just things that I'm worried about them, you know, things that I'm worried about them seeing, so... I guess this time watching it was different for me in that sense. I was constantly checking like, hey, are you guys okay with this? You know, (laughs) I have a 10 year old girl here and a 12 year old boy. I was less concerned about him. But um
0: a lot of uh, orc body parts getting flung around yes, sometimes. Like
2: in the just the grotesqueness like of the orcs, you know, kind what? of the stuff of nightmares, but outside of them being grotesque,
1: there's not much blood or gore. No. I mean, no, for all the for all the fighting, which is good because I mean there's not in Tolkien either.
0: No, no. It's it is a different experience seeing stuff that rather than just reading. But but he gets off heads in the book too. Yeah, yeah, it's it's true. <laughs>
2: But, um, I mean, asking afterwards, I think at least Serenity seemed okay. Like,
0: I bet she it. wasn't
2: too bothered by it, she said. So, um, yeah.
0: They may have seen something worse than a video game at some point. Well, I don't know if you, they have, they're have they having much exposure to...
1: Skyrim be the closest thing to this. Mm-hmm. Plus, it's different than being being in your house, it's different than being in the dark movie theater.
0: That's true. With the big screen. Yeah.
1: yeah, and there's a different perspective of what you're you know is more you're more detached from it to a certain extent
0: yeah for good and bad i mean the opening prologue stuff i still always remembered like the it just sounds really cool in the surround yeah. sound. I feel it in the water. I smell it. I we, we,
1: we do have to make a note. The one thing that I've always, you know, even my uh, complaining self always
0: loved about Lord of the Rings is the soundtrack is genius. It is a great soundtrack. And man, I forgot how much I've, <laughs> I could recognize themes. Oh, yeah. I remember, oh, here's that, that yeah. part. And... Uh, the ring theme
1: is almost my favorite. I yeah. love that.
0: But I mean, obviously you have the orc theme and you have the Shire theme. The Shire and... theme is fantastic. Mm-hmm. And the, uh, the whole um, Sam and Frodo scene music is mm-hmm. is wonderful. Yep. I mean, they do all the all the locations well, but the
1: Shire and Moria are especially
0: well done. Mm. I feel like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, real sense of
1: place there. Place. I mean, because Moria is just a nice. I mean, just a cool location, no matter how you cut it. Uh-huh. Even in the book. I mean, it's like it's a long time in the book. I think they're running around
0: in the dark. It's funny, this time, this is the first time I feel like I noticed the some of the, the area near Amon Hen. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, that looks very similar to the area that they're running through at the beginning of Two Towers. Okay. <laughs> Which, you know, there's only so many... There's a lot of landscapes in New Zealand, apparently. Yeah. But but man, all that whole Shire scene is just like, yeah, this is why suddenly... New Zealand became a major tourist industry because yeah. of this scene. Because I, th- I think you can actually go – like it wasn't originally a set, but then I see, at some point I think they made it – like like they made Hobbiton and it's a regular tourist attraction now. That sounds right. Tell me, Tim, says you watch it more, it seemed like when we first see
1: Gimli mm-hmm. show up at the Rivendell, there's a – I mean there's a great
0: dwarf there. Isn't that um – um Oh, is it Balin or I think not Balin? Not Balin, or not no, Balin, Balin because, because he's, he's dead. Yeah, <laughs> but he's one of the uh, one of the dwarves. Yeah, I think from- so
1: because he there's there's one of them that knew Bilbo at the meeting. They yeah. never name drop him. But I just thought it was interesting that they were detailed enough. Yeah, until
0: they spent a lot of time that they cared to do it. Right. Well, I mean, yeah. you've, you've got all the maps in Dobo's office that have... are all legitimate Tolkien maps. Tolkien maps. And yeah. I think, you, like, the dwarven lettering is from mm-hmm. the book, and so is... I mean, they've got the whole um, door at the Mines of Moria, mm-hmm. which I'm always... I find confusing that they use Elvish on that door, now I think about it, but...
1: Yeah, it seems like... Well, I think dwar- oh, there's a reason in the book, I think. I don't is remember there? Now. I think there, there is, is, but I don't remember now. I feel like that was, like, the Commerce Elvish... I mean, the, again they were my mithril
0: i mean yeah they. they elves. It, was, it was probably from a period of time when there was better cooperation yeah. between them yeah i mean dwarves and elves have always had kind of a rocky no pun intended relationship <laughs> but it probably has its ups and downs yeah but anyway trying to think if there's anything yeah there's small things you know when we hijack
1: say a, a tv show you kind of and like but like this is just a is a complete hole in it fits together i mean there's very few parts that are like that doesn't
0: work there yeah yeah it holds up really well i don't want to slam what they did with arwen too much cuz i it makes sense i mean she's an important character for aragorn and again
1: in and i don't normally defend arwen but um the <laughs> long standing like why is she here but i guess if you're making the intelligent choices as making a movie arwen's almost strictly just talked about or in the background. Yeah.
0: Do give her a face and a presence. And it makes, it does make sense to bring her in instead of whoever. I don't even remember what the name of the elf is that shows up with horses. Yeah,
1: And there's a couple, they're cousins of Elrond or something like that. Yeah. yeah.
0: And it's like, why not just use Arwen? That makes sense. Yeah. I just, the sequence itself, like I've always felt that like, if you want him come and claim him <laughs> is like the, <laughs> the most cringeworthy line. Yeah. In the, in the and series, like she comes trilogy. in like,
1: and she's like, glowing more than like any other elf on the planet right there i mean
0: she they <laughs> well, really if, play her up at that moment i think frodo is hallucinating so well, that i know that but it kind of works but. but they yeah i mean and, and i'm always like why did you take frodo off the horse arwen you need to get him to revendel not, yeah, not not sit there and cry for a second
1: yeah that whole, yeah everything yeah i i would go so with
0: i mean it's it's always funny like they do a fantastic job with so much of – I mean this is a hard thing to adapt, and they did a great job with a lot of it. So anytime they do something just kind of off, it's like, well, why? why?
1: Why did you do that? Yeah, I had more of those – it was Two Towers or something. I just like, why did you do that? <laughs> um, and it's, it's such a shame, which is as close as this is in many ways. i like just cutting off some stuff, which, A, I, I, I've – you got to get rid of things.
0: You know, you, a movie won't make Tom Bombadil make any sense. No, <laughs> no, it's better not to do Tom Bombadil. Despite Pierce. but like,
1: why do we have three movies for the Hobbit? I just it <laughs> makes me so. Fr- give me yeah. a three-hour Hobbit movie yeah. if you're going to do it. That is, I, the I know that has nothing thing. to do with here now, but it just you know it I've, seems like the more Peter, like Peter Jackson is a good director.
0: Yeah. It just seemed like the more he did it, the more he just wanted to stuff it full of more stuff. Well, and I don't even know how much that was his fault. There was, like, the studio's like, we want to have another event. We want another trilogy. Okay. Um, Like, originally, he wasn't even supposed to be the director of it. Oh, I got you. Like, I think at one point, Giro de Toro was going to do it, and he dropped out. And so eventually, Peter Jackson's like, well, okay, I guess I'll do it. And it was... From what I've heard, it was just a rushed affair. He did not have the time he needed to prepare for that uh, film because okay. he was trying to do... It was not the same thing.
1: Yeah, I didn't pay much attention. I watched one of them I'm like... Mm.
0: Yeah. Uh, At some point, I would love to watch... I know that there is a fan edit that's called the Tolkien edit of The Hobbit <laughs> that I, th- I think is probably like... I think puts the whole trilogy in like one actual feature-length movie. Because the Rankin-Bass is still the best Hobbit adaptation. <laughs>
2: straight
1: up. But... Yeah, that's neither here nor there, but... Yeah, I think. I mean,
0: obviously, Elijah Wood does great, Frodo. Um, yeah, the the cast is aside from maybe Elrond, amazing all around. Always aside from maybe Elrond, the the it's a perfect casting. He does look elf like. Who Frodo? No, Elrond. Oh yes, yeah, true. But I'll, I'll give yeah. you that. It is kind of funny. I've been listening to um, Billy Boyd and Dominic Monaghan's podcast. Oh yeah.
1: I, I can't see him without seeing Charlie right now yet.
0: Because <laughs> we're, we're so fresh from Lost. Yeah. But it's, I've been listening to that, and it's crazy how much of their their own personalities made it into <laughs> Mary Pippin. And it works. It works. They're, yep. they're, they're a lot of fun together. But yeah, these movies, they are something special. I, I feel like they really – they're one of the factors that, that made it being a nerd cool mm. in the last 20 years. It brought fantasy and speculative fiction – era uh, air of respectability that it had never had before. Now, Tim, dare I ask. So this is also the beginning of people wanting to make Tolkien things. Mm-hmm. By Tolkien things, you mean like fantasy things? Or no, I mean Tolkien like, specifically.
1: Tolkien specifically. Like we got the Hobbit movies. And now we have uh, Amazon. Do you oh. have any interest in that thing at all?
0: Uh, not really. Okay, okay. I just want – I don't To either. be honest. I mean, <laughs> I, mean I, just, I don't trust – I don't trust it. No, like, I don't trust it. No, and like, like there's there's almost nothing that Amazon has made in terms of TV that's like, yeah, that sounds like something yeah. I want to watch. And like of all the age, like I mean, I get why they're doing it in, this, in the second age because it's because there's that much room for like to come up with stuff. It's like also like the dark pagan worship era. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know how. Like, how do you do a story about like presumably? It's the downfall of Numenor. I would assume that what the whole story is well right? or not. I don't know. I mean, it depends on how. Like, it seems like they want to do multiple seasons of it. So maybe they want they're going to do it while start while Numenor is still in its prime. Well, yeah. No uh, Amazon Prime, <laughs> but, but
1: I think what the show Fellowship of the Rings does well, but it also shows that it's very hard to adapt. Yeah, Middle Earth well. I mean, because you can turn it into like the video game, like the Middle Earth video games, and there's. And which it, it, I, I was reminded of certain sequences of the games I used to play a lot. But yeah. But you know, it becomes, with a lot of work, I think, Tolkien a Middle Earth stuff becomes very easily into Hollywoodized, just giant battle, mm-hmm. you know, things, which is the world, but in some ways, the spirit of Tolkien taken out of it. I think at the, I mean that will can happen. Not yeah. with it, not this movie. I don't think. Mm-hmm. But I think
0: the farther it goes, or you put in less capable hands, what happens to yeah, it? Yeah, I mean Dungeons and Dragons is is largely inspired from yeah. Lord of the Rings, and that's that's taking a certain part of Tolkien and and Lord of the Rings and a certain genius of Tolkien, but not the complete genius of Tolkien. Right, right. So it's. Yeah, it's it's a bit of a double-edged sword. I mean, but I, you're going to get that with any popular work, I feel like. You're going to have your imitators. And we would love to see more people pull out the the philosophy of Lord of the Rings. And not just the surface-level yeah, philosophy. Yeah, yeah. But I
1: don't, like, you know, sometimes we, you and I will joke about uh, making some some artsy Simarillion <laughs> Netflix series. But I, honestly, most of it is probably not filmable. No. Because his, especially in I His think, style is written in such a stylized manner. Yeah. It belongs in the written page. It belongs because he was, you know, he was
0: a, he was a linguist. Yeah. Yeah. Not <laughs> so. a linguist, philologist. Anyways, I thought this was enjoyable. Mm-hmm. And, and I would um, say, even one thing that is different with the films than the reading of the books, the, the elves come across differently. And you it can't, just,
1: you can't, and that was one thing that I complained about, about way back when at this point. It, they're just different mediums. I think I'm just yeah, used to that. But yeah. you just can't communicate the elves visually, I don't think, as he writes them. Mm-hmm. Maybe you can. I can't.
0: <laughs> uh, I don't think it's easy. It's one of those things that's almost easier because it's it's an abstract idea in the mind. Yeah. In, and in it, and just the way are. yeah the way Tolkien used
1: certain words is to communicate ideas that are not – they're beyond visual. Yeah,
0: I mean that being said, like I said, I I love the Lothlorien stuff. Yeah,
2: they, they, the, no, Lothlor, so,
0: it was it was nice. It's 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 cool. It's just different. Yeah, but
2: I do have to say that when I read the Lord of the Rings to the kids now, which we have been going through, and we're almost through the third book, The Return of the King, I use the voices from these movies to oh, the best of my ability. I my voices are in, totally inspired by these movies. Um, so I mean. <laughs> Yeah, I see a lot of the movies when I read the books now, just because I don't know. I I've, I've probably seen the movies more than I've read the books yeah. at this point. Um,
0: well, it's it's a smaller time commitment. It is. <laughs> as long as these are, still, it probably is still a smaller time commitment. I, this director's cut does not have Gandalf saxophone solo,
1: though. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh man. As soon as the kids saw Gandalf's face, even my youngest, she's my five year old. She only saw it up to a certain point of the movie. But um she was like she put her hand over her mouth and this big grin on her <laughs> face. She's
0: like <gasps> This is Matt. the context. This is where that comes from. Oh man. It's funny the our meme culture, what it has done to some of our movies. Yeah. Like even like I remember Danielle pointing out, I was like, even some of the Star Wars movies, you've seen some of them like spoofed to death. So, uh, but she's like practically every scene in Star Star Wars Wars probably been spoofed at some point. I was there 3000 years ago. (laughs) I
1: just saw a meme like that recently. What about second breakfast? (laughs) (laughs) But I guess while we're
0: talking characters, I mean, that is definitive Gandalf. Yeah. 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 No argument here, but yeah, just to wrap up, like I said a couple of times, it's crazy to think how, seminal and landmark important of a movie this this was in terms of pop culture i mean the, the direction cgi went after mm-hmm. this the direction of digital filmmaking of series
1: <laughs> yeah, C- oh yeah series and
0: and i think you're right it kind of re- revitalized fantasy to a certain extent mm-hmm. i mean I, I remember that in the media like in the early to mid 2000s there was a lot of at first all the direction hollywood went was like the historical epic mm-hmm. like there are movies like troy and kingdom of heaven and all these like big battle things i thought that was what people wanted and it was to an extent but really even to this day i mean you have certain things like game of thrones yeah. and now wheel of time that like took the fantasy thing and went in an interesting direction i guess we had Nar- the narnia movies. they tried narnia
1: they tried aragon aragon, aragon yeah they tried. other things like that didn't they were quite never flew. quite
0: never quite flew but like it still influenced a lot of things that even weren't necessarily just fantasy hmm so yeah, it's fun to revisit it and see how how it all started. And I don't know when uh I don't know if we'll wind up waiting a year to get into the two towers <laughs> or if your kids are gonna be chomping at the bit to see more, but we'll see. You said you're in the in the middle of Return of the King right now? Yes. We are uh on
1: just about at Mount Dew.
0: Cool. That long trek in the
1: sad <laughs> sad area
0: of Mordor. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Mordor's too there
1: was I love it. The, in the movie, they were like, They're always like <laughs> Mordor. They were like, Mordor. Mordor.
0: <laughs> She's been Mordored. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right. Well, All right, we're get out here, guys. On that like... note. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Not the Weekly Hijack. This has been a sidetrack of Dear Old Trains of Thoughts. We'll see when this episode comes out. but This will probably be the place of a normal episode for at least this month. I think the idea was that for it to be a replacement for November. I was busy with play stuff in November, yes. so this is a your thing.
1: I'm sure we'll talk about the play in our in actual, our, in our okay. actual I, next I would episode. like to
0: talk about your play, it was very
1: good. Sure, sure. So.
0: Well, thank you. Thank you very much. But until uh, next time, folks, thanks for listening. Uh, this has been Tim. This has been Nick.
2: And Natasha.
0: Bye-bye. Adios.